Hello, everyone, and this is the second episode of the S-Tier Podcast, the self-isolation shit show, episode two. It's a whole saga Well, as we deal with the quarantine. I'm your host, Sebastian Martinez, and this is my co-host, Eric Pajowski. And uh, one thing I have to say, I've listened to the first episode and I remember one thing I did wrong and that was I said Seth MacFarlane when it came to Spawn's creator when it's actually Todd MacFarlane. Yeah, yeah, I, I should be flogged for that one. Uh, uh, we're still working out the kinks in this. We're trying to get a visual element, but the way it is is that we have like several breaks to do this time around. It's going to be probably like an hour 20 show. We have a guest coming in. Uh, later on, hopefully she can come in. Uh, just, just someone to talk with, uh, my niece, uh, my nephew's sister, basically. Uh, she should be coming in at any time. Uh, but it's, a it's been quite a week. Holy crap. So much shit on Twitter. <laughs> like, oh my God. Dude, I've just been watching YouTube's like, from like 2006 and just going to sleep the whole time. I don't even worry about that drama anymore. <laughs> uh, the good old days of YouTube in 2006. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, they've been... Uh, Ezra Miller, a video uh, came out. Ezra Miller, who played The Flash in Justice League. And uh, he played Credence in uh, both Fantastic Beast movies. He's going to be in the third one. Uh, he did a... There was a video someone took of him like playing around with a fan like he grabbed her by the neck and it looked like she was he, he was choking her but she was smiling the whole time and meanwhile on reddit they're like oh he's a fucking sociopath this is what happened to my friend we called the police lo and behold police were never called this was in Reykjavik Iceland uh police were never called and come to find out like oh wait yeah yeah no that didn't that that wasn't a serious thing it was actually a fun thing you know we were just playing around and all that and it was at a bar, so you're like, okay, so what? What's the problem here? You're acting like it's at a con, <laughs> at a convention, and it's so silly how they got on this. And that's the thing that I wanted to talk about: this disease that is cancel culture. Like, it's like it's the court of public opinion. Like, cancel culture has been used to like silence people, like Hulk Hogan who was suing Gawker, got like, I think, a hundred-something million off of them. They let out like a little voice clip from his sex tape where he's talking about black people and he says F and N's. And I'm like, wow, uh, here, we don't, we don't deal in that. We deal in the actual court where you owe people money for putting out stuff that you have no right to put out. We don't deal in public opinion. <laughs> but it's still, the damage was done. He really can't go to WWE unless... Uh, Unless Saudi Arabia says we want the Hulk, <laughs> we want Hulk Hogan. Uh, so that's the thing. Like, like the whole cancel culture thing is so garbage. And some people say like, "Oh, there's no cancel culture thing. We always do that." Yes, it's called ostracizing someone. And uh, you know, when you ostracize someone, it should be for perfectly good reason. Like Harvey Weinstein deserves to be ostracized. You know, he's a fucking goblin who decided to take advantage of women who want to be famous and he's treated them like garbage he should be ostracized <laughs> he's an ogre <laughs> uh and and he's being dealt with justly so he's in jail he got corona <laughs> that's the only roman that will let him near him rona that rona will let him near him <laughs> 
yeah, I, I, he might survive it, and then he still has to stay in there. Like, I know. And that's like, oh, how do I put that? Like, a lot of prisoners aren't going to like him for that, but they're going to be like, hey, how was this actress? And you know that's what's going to be the thing, and it's like, oh, you skeevy bastard. I understand you've been in here for a while, but come on now. <laughs> prison's not for people who like ponies and rainbows and all that. That's like a cutthroat world in there. Yeah. Especially, especially when you do something like that. Like that's, you know, his stuff is brutal. Like Bill Cosby doing that stuff. I'm, I really do think he did that. He seems like a guy who, you know, Bill Cosby was one that really seemed like a guy who would do that kind of stuff. You know, just fake you out with like, oh yeah, I'm all about this, but he's actually like this. But, uh... Just don't eat his pudding. <laughs> Swig it Uh... <laughs> um... The whole thing, though, with uh, cancel culture, they do it on people who don't deserve it. And when there's someone that they do deserve, it's someone they like, and they're like, oh, no, I can't. I'm, I'm just going to be keep quiet. Case in point, Joss Whedon is one of them. I bagged on Joss Whedon last episode, but I'm, you know, it comes down to that. Dude cheated on his wife with several actresses. He's a horrible writer and all that, and no one talks about it. Okay, but name one, like, just name one actor or actress that hasn't done that in the Hollywood industry. That is true. Like, I, yeah, there's a lot of people that have had to play ball. Uh, and it's, and, you know, Charlie Sheen, he's one that deserves to be canceled. But no one's going to cancel him because, oh, wait, there's no evidence. Well, you're going off of what some jagoff on Reddit said about Ezra Miller. <laughs> and you're saying, oh, my God, Ezra Miller's unchained. Oh, we got to get rid of him. He, let's, let's replace him with Grant Gustin, someone who can barely act. He can only act in CW things and glee. Like, what? No. <laughs> it's not how it works. <laughs> Apparently it does nowadays. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the problem with, like, Twitter and all that. You have those people that do that. They tried to cancel Millie Bobby Brown. For the stupid, for the most, the biggest lie ever, this blonde chick actually had said like, "Oh, Millie, she took my hijab off and threw it on the ground." And people were like, "Wait, you don't have a hijab in your profile picture. You're as you're blonder than an Aryan youth. What's wrong with you?" Oh, she that was after she took it off. You fucking liar. <laughs> like the cancel culture thing. Like sometimes it's a troll. Sometimes it's just like, wow, these people really don't realize how not self aware they are. Oh, as I sip my, listen, I say that as I sip my Kavita apple cider vinegar, not sponsored yet. <laughs> uh, I'll just drink my Gatorade. <laughs> Gator AIDS? What? <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Gatorade. Uh, but uh, that was a, that's the thing that bugs me about. It also comes from a toxic fan base also because most of the people that talk about this canceling thing they're you know they're on the other on another team basically they want the other team that Ezra Miller's on to get rid of him and get someone else that they approve of and it you know it goes to uh when this thing hit uh one of the guys uh a movie pundit I say this with air quotes uh named John Campia you know, he's one of these guys, oh, the Snyder Cut doesn't exist. Star Wars Episode Nine's the worst one I saw. Thank you, fanboys, you fuckers. And 
he said, like, should they recast him with Grant Gustin, or should they just reboot the whole DC Entertainment Universe? And I put on there, like, I retweeted it, and I said, not listen to bitch-made fuckboys like you. Like, you think that you run things because someone watches you. And, you know, when I see the thing, movie pundit, I'm like, oh, that's a very complicated way, way of saying uh, you're Disney's bitch. <laughs> like, that's what it comes down to. Oh, God. Listen here, John, I'll get you tickets to Galaxy's Edge. And as long as you uh, do us a favor. (laughs) (laughs) But it does come down to that where it's like a lot of these bloggers and all that saying, oh, he should be be rebooted, he should be recast, how dare he, blah, 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 blah. And look at that, lo and behold, it was... It was a non-story. It was a non-issue. The video is only 10 seconds long of him grabbing this girl. And she's smiling in the video. And and it's so hard to believe that... Well, it's actually easy to believe that someone would do that maliciously to, you know, get someone. Like, look at Tara Reid's career. She had a nip slip. Can't even get into anything except Sharknado now. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you had a nip slip. Okay, Uva Bowl wants you in Alone in the Dark now. <laughs> uh, I think the other thing that was very, uh, I don't want to say cancerous with this one, but it is kind of cancerous. Uh, you know, Florence Pugh, I think that's how I'm saying her last name, you know, from uh, Midsummer, almost lost the damn movie, almost said Hereditary, uh, from Midsummer. uh, She's dating Zach Braff. She's 24 years old. He's like in his 40s. And actual fans are like, oh, we don't like that you're dating this older guy. And you're like, I was like, she's an adult though. What's it to you? Are you a family member of hers? No, we're fans. It's just... Yeah, yeah. And it's mostly women saying this. It's like, oh yeah, you just want to... You want to ship her with someone like uh, uh, one of the Hemsworths, basically. And it's like... She's happy, and it was so, it got so bad with her that, uh, she actually had to go on Instagram and tell people, I'm 24, I don't need to you to tell me who I should date, it's none of your business, I'm 24 years old, I'm an adult. Now, if she were 17, then these people would probably have something, like, that's, that, that would be the Aaliyah R. Kelly thing then, all over again. Oh, God, oh, God. Remember that? We were all kids when that shit happened. <laughs> I just dated myself. <laughs> oh god it was one of those uh yeah this was one of those things and they're also doing it with Anna Diarmas from uh I forgot what movie she's in but she's also she's in a movie with Ben Affleck recently uh they're dating and they're like oh my god he, she's dating Ben Affleck oh no don't she realize that he's older than her I'm like she's 31 he's like 46 it's like a it's a 15 year difference. It's not completely horrifying. <laughs> you're, you're acting like Zach Braff and Ben Affleck are Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah. It's so freaking goofy. Like the drama in this, I'm like just like like I look at it, I'm like how like like what like why why do you all care? And it's it comes from people that want to live vicariously through these people instead of living victoriously with their life and actually 
fixing themselves, improving themselves when it comes to their relationships. They feel like their person's inadequate, so they want to try to get that, you know, get a celebrity. Like, you're going to make the celebrity look like a piece of shit with you hanging on them, too. <laughs> Plus drama sells. Yeah. And, like, it's, that, her video blew up. And there were people responding to it, like, we're just trying to tell you what's right. We're your fans. I'm like, yeah, you're her fans. You do realize that. <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is? A lot of people care about celebrities more than what's happening in the real world. Yeah. I, I think it's a it's an escape from what's happening right now with COVID-19 and all that stuff. But there's other things to escape to. Instead of like, oh, yeah, they should be dating here, 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 <laughs> kiss. You know? Like, what the heck? <laughs> Like, it's, it was, it was so, when I saw this, I'm like, these are, like, it was mostly women saying this, but there was some, like, bearded dude with dreadlocks going, like, I'm just trying to tell you what's right. She ain't gonna blow you, dude. <laughs> You're doing this for points. <laughs> like, I know exactly, if you're a dude, go, you know, getting involved in this, you're doing this to try to get with her, and you know what? You look like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's dating Zach Braff. Oh, cool. Can I get an autograph from Scrubs? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what I would be like. Oh, shit, you're dating dude from Scrubs? Okay. All right. I hope you guys are happy. That's the most logical thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Like, these people are like, oh, how dare you? He's older than you. Okay. <laughs> how old are you? Oh, I'm 18. Shut up. <laughs> you have no say. <laughs> you're still a, you're still a baby. Yeah, you're still a baby compared to us. Ah, <laughs> uh, let me see. It was it was so silly seeing that stuff. I'm just like, why are you all even dealing with this like this? It's so silly. Come on, I'm trying to find out what the other topic was. I just lost my place. My phone don't want to work now. <laughs> Here we go. Ah. Uh, so, yeah, that was the thing, like, fans nowadays, like, because of Twitter, like, they don't know how to just, you know, stay in their lane. They, these people gotta learn how to bowl. That's the only way they're gonna learn how to stay in their lane. Even then, you see all the TikToks with all the people bowling. Like, yeah, I'm gonna throw it up into the ceiling. Damn, you should have been hit by a bus, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I've been on it for a little bit. <laughs> Did a little compilation with uh, of yeah. hi of hitting my nephews and my niece with my uh, with the wing stick from Rage Two. <laughs> oh God, that was great. I wish I could put music to it though, but I can't really sync it. See, that's how much of a boomer I am. <laughs> so yeah, like that's the whole thing with the fan base. Like they just they don't know how to stay in their lane and just be like, okay, we're fans. We don't like it, but you know what? That's your life. That's it. Like, they don't know how to be logical with it. They're just... How do I put it? Become deranged. It's... They don't know reality from fantasy. Yeah. And it's like that... It's like that Travolta movie that came out. <laughs> uh, what was it? Like, number one fan or whatever? Mm -hmm. Oh, God. That's like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you all are John Travolta's character in that movie with the friggin' bowl cut. Going, I have to go poo. Uh, <laughs> I need to rewatch that. Oh god, I, it's on Amazon. I gotta watch it. Like, 
I have I saw bits and pieces. So not sponsored by Amazon, by the way. I wish that'd be great. I know. Jeff, give All me right. Jeff, give me sixty billion. <laughs> uh. Okay, five million. I'll go five. That'll be good. That's fu money right there. Right. Uh. So. Also, also this week, uh, the PS5 controller came out. I like the sleekness of it. Every, you know, there's some people like, what is this? It looks like an Xbox controller and a DualShock controller made a kid. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's what y'all said about the, you didn't say that about the little tournament controllers y'all got. <laughs> you know what? People are going to say a lot of shit about it, but guess what? They're still going to buy it and play it. Yeah. Hold on, let me see if I can turn this up a little bit. There we go. Uh, so the thing that got me was, uh, with the PS5, like, they're only showing bits and pieces of it. You, you know, the controller. Maybe they'll show it maybe a little later on. It's supposed to come out this December, I think. Uh, but the Xbox Series X, which I call the uh, the Xbox Tower. That's a better name for it. called the X Tower or something like that. That's supposed to be the most powerful thing. You know, looking at the specs, I'm like, holy crap, it's a, basically a mini computer for games. And look at the PS5s. It's like, okay, yeah, it's basically a PS4 Pro Pro. <laughs> uh, and looking at them both, I'm like, okay, I'm going to end up getting both. I know that. Like, I have a PS, I have a PS4. I modded the hell out of it. And got a little 5 terabyte hard drive in it. Uh, I got the Xbox One X. And, you know, I like the One X more than the PS4, even though I have more memory on the PS4. Because you can watch yeah. you can watch uh, 4K stuff on it. That's one thing I never get about people that like go like, oh, I quit with Microsoft. They don't know how to make a console. It's like, dude, they made a. You basically have a 4K player in your room <laughs> if you have it. Right. Meanwhile, the PS4 Pro. Meanwhile, with the PS4 Pro, you can just go like, okay, I got 4K visuals, but can I play 4K movies only on Netflix? Shit. <laughs> So I have this. Yeah, I got. I'm still trying to get that too, so I can just have like both upgraded in here in the little game office I got. Uh, but I do have a prediction when it comes to PlayStation Five, and this is like it'll happen like a little down the line near the end of its cycle. But I think they're probably gonna come out just to combat the Series X. They're gonna come out with a uh, a PlayStation Five Pro. It makes sense to do that. And it'll have yeah, everything. I, 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 I've been hearing stuff about memory cards coming back. I I have heard that too, but like it looks like it's not going to be. But the thing that bugged me with the PS5 was they're saying like, oh yeah, the top 50 or top 10 PS4 games will be compatible with it. And I'm like, okay, you got a nice little setup, but top, top, top 50? Really? <laughs> Like, okay, so Knack 1, 2, Days Gone, all those are going to be on there? Are they going to be crisp and clean? Like, at least with the Xbox Series X, I know there isn't really any games for it right now, but at least, like, CD Projekt Red, they said if you buy Cyberpunk 2077 for the Xbox One X, you're going to have a code for it for the Series X. So that you end up with, like, at least a game with, like, hyped-up graphics. Uh, but like, you know, it's really, you know, it's really a show and tell kind of thing. Like 
I can't wait until they actually reveal the PS4, the PS5, almost said PS4 Pro again. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just don't even want to think about the price of these consoles right now. They're probably going to be like $1,000. Well, that was the thing about it. I think, well, they're trying to keep it under that where it's like at least like maybe four ninety nine and five ninety nine, something like that. Yeah. So it's not horrendous, but it's still like, holy shit, that's that's a paycheck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, uh, that's that's a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see, hold on. I think I got a message from our... I think I heard something. Get out of there. Uh, oh, no message yet. Uh, but yeah, but the good thing about this cycle, it may have... It, it's not going to end for the PS4 and the Xbox One yet. Like, there's still games being put out on it. And the one that got me excited was... Rogero Deodato's Cannibal. Like, it's, like, gonna be, like, the fourth, like, sequel in the Cannibal Holocaust series. And I'm like this. Like, let's go. I want to be disturbed on the video game circuit now, too. Like, people were cracking jokes about it. People were cracking jokes about it. Like, oh, wait, uh, can we kill turtles to regain our health? (laughs) And it's like, it's probably not gonna be that kind of game. It's probably gonna be, like, Until Dawn. And if it is, I hope the graphics are crisp and clear. I hope everything goes right with it. You know, it could be a sleeper hit. It's uh supposed to be like. Hmm. What is it? It would. I just want it to be as gory as fuck. I'm hoping so too. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping it is too, cause like when you're dealing with cannibals, it you, you know. There's a lot of games with cannibals in them, like Red Dead Redemption 2 had the Murphy's Brood, which is basically... They were basically, uh, like, the Hills Have Eyes meets Cowboys, basically. They did it better than uh, Bone Tomahawk, in my opinion, when it came to cannibals. Uh, let's see, uh, what other uh, cannibals... The Forest is about cannibals. That was uh, that one wasn't as gory, though. Like, you were trying to li- trying to survive, trying to find your son and all that. For this one, though, like... Yeah. For this one, it's uh, you know, you're you're w- with a team in the Amazon. You're going to you know where the cannibals are at, and you find out a lot of stuff about them, and they're starting to hunt you, and it's because someone did something. It's always because someone did something. <laughs> like they're saying, it's gonna be interactive. It's gonna be on the Xbox One, the PS4, the uh, Steam, the Switch. Oh my gosh, Nintendo's gonna cry. <laughs> Like, oh, man, he brought cannibals onto our thing. Oh, no. Because <laughs> Nintendo is, like, known for having kid games, mostly. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They canceled the new Silent Hill game, but they did this cannibal game, which is even worse in, like, horror and all that. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's the thing. Like, uh, it's not going to be by Konami. It's going to be by another uh game company. But, yeah, if they do it where it's, like, where it's like that, you're gonna be like, oh my god. Like, by rights, like, if you look at, like, the last two Mortal Kombat games, those should be actually adult only, because <laughs> of how violent they are. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, it's it's one of those that you're just like, oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm hoping it's, like, on the level of Mortal Kombat when it comes to the violence, because even Mortal Kombat, that, now it creeps me the hell out. 
back in the day, like when Nine came out and Armageddon, all those, that didn't really scare. That didn't really bug me. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. I just ripped out someone's heart. This one, I'm hoping. I'm hoping uh, Cannibal is uh, gonna be on the level of like Until Dawn and uh, Mortal Kombat when it comes to gore and story. Like for like for one reason is uh, let's see, it's gonna be one of those things where you're just like uh, I lost my thought already. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping it's interactive in that way of Until Dawn. It's gonna be one of those things that might actually piss people off. And you know sometimes you gotta piss people off to get good at this stuff. No, you know what pisses me off. Remember when the Jason game came out? I thought it was going to have a storyline and all that. Yeah. No, it's just online playing. Well, I now... I wanted to be like that. Now they got a story mode. They updated it with a story mode. Oh, thank God. Yeah, they updated that with a story mode, and then they stopped updating it at all because of the lawsuit. And I'm like, ah, crap. Can't play as, few, as uh, Uber Jason now, damn it. <laughs> that would have been great. Just walk up to one one person, punch their head off. Uh, we're just killing time now. Uh, man, I'm hoping it's like on that. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm really hoping for a Cannibal to come out with good reviews all around. Like there was a lot of people that were like mad about that. I'm like, why? It's a game. It ain't like they're actually going back in the Amazon and killing animals on camera, like in Cannibal Holocaust. Like it's gonna be a game. It's gonna have a nice story to it. And, you know, some people are like, why, why are they doing this? Like, um, because it sells? Like, that's, like, one thing I would love for them to do, for any company to do, is do a Hills Have Eyes game. Or an off-season game. The Hills uh, Have Eyes, though. Or a house that's on the left. Oh, God. That's on the left. Ooh. They'd have to do, they would have to do that one very well, though. But I would love to, off-season is one that's ripe for a, uh, Horror game. You're just stuck in a house, cannibals surrounding you. Cannibal children gotta cut, gotta chop cannibal children's heads off with a scythe. <laughs> I'm still waiting for a Children of the Corn game. Oh my god, that'd be horrifying. And then at the end, he who walks behind the rose is shown, and that's like the final boss, but you still die. <laughs> that'd be that'd be great. But I think uh, Stephen King was sue. <laughs> sue everyone. Well, that was the thing, like, the reboot of uh, Children of the Corn, which was much more uh, like the book, like this little short story, the director showed him, like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it. He goes, cease and desist. But he was able to still do it. He's just like, get the hell away from me with this. <laughs> like, you're, you ruined my thing. Meanwhile, it comes out. He goes, oh, my God, Andy Muschietti filmed the shit out of that. <laughs> and I'm like, I, liked, I like the remake of Children of the Corn. I like the original, though. Like that—that that was one series. Like I, you can you can watch all of them and you'll be like, I'm confused. <laughs> but afterward, you're just like, okay, that was actually pretty cool. And I actually met um one of the characters. Um, I think it was in the first one, like the main kid. You met the uh, what? I forgot the actor's name, but the one that played Isaac or the one that played Malachi. I uh, which one had the dark? Black hair. Isaac. 
You got to meet I Son of a... Yeah, I had to wait for that. <laughs> I'm like, you got to meet Isaac! Because I'm like, the other guy, he does cons too. He was just in a movie too. I think I got it. It's called Candy Corn. Oh, and, I still need to watch that. Yeah. Well, I... I, I my house, mail it. No, it's mine. <laughs> well, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it, but I will say they, uh, they just, they worked their ass off on that movie. I liked it, uh, and uh, like, I think that's like for our first break. We've got, we covered a lot real quick. Uh, like I'm, can't wait for, I can't wait for Cannibal. It's gonna be great. <sighs> like, like it's going to my collection. Like I have a big collection. You know what else would make it actually very good? Make it like Evil Within, with cannibals. Uh, I don't know. Or at least number two. E- number two was great of Evil Within. Make it like that one. That one actually made me quit. Are you talking like gameplay wise or gore wise? Gore wise. Okay then, yes, I agree. Gameplay wise, no. No, no, no. You don't want it to be like uh like it's Silent Hill meets Resident Evil. You want it to feel make it feel like Until Dawn with the gore of Mortal Kombat and Evil Within. I re- I just re- uh revised what I wanted to say there. Uh So yeah, it's uh I yeah, uh Cannibal's going to be great. I'm stammering. I'm s- tripping over this subject like my fat self to the last piece of cake. Uh but uh <laughs> but yeah, you can tell I'm very excited for uh, Cannibal, and that is going to be the last thing before we go to break. We'll see you right back here in about, like, four minutes. Oh, look at that. Seems we've gone to break. I think this is a good time to let you know that I'm a writer. I've been one since high school, and my novel, Ghost Marshals, Agents of Tenebris, is available right now in paperback and ebook on Amazon.com. It's book one in an ongoing series. And if you're a fan of Mass Effect, Hellboy, and even X-Men, you're going to enjoy this because, like those, it has several elements that I love from those stories. It will brighten my day if you would check it out. Buy it for your Kindle or order your copy today. Remember, Ghost Marshals, Agents of Tenebris. Stay S-tier. And we're back with the S-tier podcast. Uh, Our guest is still dealing with her baby right now. So we're just going to start on without her. And I got to say, I heard one of the coolest songs by A Killer's Confession called Last Chance. I sent it to Eric. How'd you like Eric? It had a lot of meaning towards it. I right. liked it a lot. Yeah, that's uh, one thing about it. A Killer's Confession, uh, it's the uh, the band created by uh, Waylon Revis, formerly of Mushroom Head. And I actually, I love this new band that he's got. Like, that's one band I would love to see tour with uh, Ice Nine Kills and Skin. I've actually said that on their page. Like, I need you guys on a tour with these two. Uh, you know, he made he made uh, the band because of the shit that happened with Mushroom Head. And he's just like, I want to, you know, spread my wings when it comes to it. And you can really tell that with the uh, first album they did, which was just called A Killer's Confession. He came out with uh, The Indifference of Good Men, which is another great album. Uh, some great songs on there. One that actually made me cry, and that was uh, "Numb." That song, and that video, that that video hit hard. And I'm like, damn, I don't even know anyone that commits suicide, but that shit hit. It's uh. You and me had like a serious conversation after that song. 
Yeah, uh, with Numb, it's uh, it's one of those songs I definitely recommend. I recommend Last Chance, too. This is one of their new singles. It's something to tide people over for the next album. Like, this is going to be their third album that uh, Waylon does. He's been doing this with his wife. Like, she produces a lot of it. Uh, they're with another record label, though. I do, I do believe I have all that correct. But uh, the band, they are friggin' awesome. I'm actually uh, connections with Waylon on uh, link- LinkedIn. Uh, which shocked the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm like, Waylon, is that is that really you? <laughs> and then I think it's because I had backed the uh, the Kickstarter or uh, GoFundMe. Not that GoFundMe. Go uh, one of the Indie... I think it's Indiegogo. Uh, I backed it for A Killer's Confession, the first album. Because I got the poster. I got the friggin' album. It was great. I loved the hell out of the this new band. Uh, but definitely go see, uh, see... You know, listen to Last Chance. It's a... Uh, the music videos online. Each member did this in the safety of their home because of COVID nineteen, the quarantine and whatnot. And it, that whole thing with the music video actually reminded me of how, uh, what is it? Uh, Bring me the horizon. How Ollie Sykes and uh, their keyboardist they were in the hotel room, like touring and all that, and everyone was all out and all that. So they basically pieced together Luden's the same way. And then when they got together, they did the music video. Uh, so you might see a more official music video for Last Chance. Maybe not. Who knows? It could be a creative choice. But it was it's very good. I highly recommend it. Uh, and his vocals are amazing. Yeah. And that was the cool thing about it when he was with Mushroom Heads. Like, he was like the perfect combination of J-Man and Jeffrey Nothing. And for whatever reason, he had to leave uh, Mushroom Head. He, like, I think he would have stayed on if they paid him more. And that was the thing. He's basically, he was basically hurting. For, you know, because they were just going tour, 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 barely seeing his kids, not even seeing money from it like that. If I remember that correctly from one of the interviews, uh, I might have it wrong. We have him on here. If we have him on here at all, he'll be like this. Yeah, you got some shit wrong. <laughs> we weren't going to talk about it, but we got some shit wrong. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Waylon. Please don't. <laughs> but no, Waylon's a nice guy. I got to meet him twice also. When he was with Mushroomhead, uh, I think what the last last great Mushroomhead album was the Righteous and the Butterfly. They learned how to combine Waylon, J Man, and Jeffrey Nothing together in songs like How Many Times and all that. And you know, it's a shame that he had to leave, but hey, we got a killer's confession. It's like uh, it's like Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters and that joke that little kid said, <laughs> like, hey, I want to. Like, I love Nirvana, but I want to hear Foo Fighters also. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that was that. Uh, Got some Marvel news, and it's not good Marvel news, at least for me. Like, I I love the Thor stuff. I did not like Thor Ragnarok. And I got to pull up what was said about this. Uh, I really think Thor Love and Thunder is going to be a dumpster fire. Like, and it's not even like a thing of, it's not even being hyperbolic like that. Some people might think it is, but the way Taika Waititi explained, uh, Thor Love and, uh, Love and Thunder was basically, he said this, the script for it is like 10 year olds told us what should be in a movie. And we said yes to every single thing. Some, some 10 year olds sometimes shit in their hands. (laughs) Uh, like that's a different podcast. <laughs> uh, 
But, like, I really think it's going to be a dumpster fire because the fact that he doesn't know how to handle Thor. Like, he, like I, you know, he could have been hyperbolic when he said the other thing that I had. I can't find it, but he did say a thing where he doesn't re- read the comic books. He just, like, likes the art and he just basically throws out everything else. He doesn't like how they talk and all that. And I'm like, well, that was apparent with Thor fucking Ragnarok. <laughs> Can you just not read a comic? It's not that hard. Yeah, and it's, it's so funny, too. You know, I'm I'm basically a Snyder fanboy, but if Zack Snyder said that shit when it came to Superman, oh, my God. You know, it's Easter Sunday right now when we're recording. Imagine what they would have did to him if he said that, though. He'd be crucified up there, too. <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. Like, they, they, would, they would definitely lambast him for that. More so now. Well, more so then than now because, like, it's so funny how, like, different directors are and all that. But with Taika Waititi, I, you know, there was one thing I did like of his, and it was, like, I think the last episode of Mandalorian. He actually knocked that shit out of the park. It was wild at the beginning, and it was great at the end. You know, had me going, like, oh, shit, dude's got the Darksaber. Like, he did that very well. I like what we do in the shadows. I like both the movie and the show. But with Thor... They, they, they introduced the Darksaber in that? Yeah, in Mandalorian, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Moff Gideon has it. <laughs> so, you know, it's in it's in Imperial hands. Uh, but Taika Waititi, like, I like some of his uh, actual original content, not the Thor stuff. That's why I think it's going to be a dumpster fire. Because, like, when you say stuff like, oh, yeah, we basically, you know, we basically did what we thought, like, a kid and made this. And I'm like, if I, if someone else said that, they'd be roasted the hell out of Hollywood. <laughs> no doubt about that. Like, well, seriously, like, how, how can you make a movie without a 10-year-old's mind? Yeah. Like, if a, if a 10-year-old said, oh, I want this in Thor and that in Thor... And you're just like, yeah, let's do that. How about you t- actually look at what nerds want? Like, okay, this is what should be in Thor. That should be in Thor. And then you'd be like, oh, you know what? That's actually pretty good. But nope, no one ever asks actual nerds. Like, if you're going to do that shit, make an animated movie or a cartoon or something. Exactly. Not a live action movie. Yeah, make, it, make a Thor movie that's like Teen Titans Go, and then you got your little audience right there for your 10-year-olds. Exactly. It, it, really, it, it was so freaking goofy. Uh, you know, just seeing that just bugged the crap out of me. Uh, I'm like, oh no, God no! Like, I'm not a fan of Thor, uh, Thor Ragnarok because that should have been darker. Like, it's one of those things where you're like, oh man, you have a thing called Ragnarok. Oh, let's go! It's gonna be dark. It's gonna be massive wars and all that. Uh, but nope. What did we get? We get to see uh, Hulk's naked ass. Just what I wanted to see. Said no one ever, except for maybe Karen in aisle two. <laughs> Karen, not now. <laughs> Calm down, Karen. Uh, that you know, it's one of those things. Like, yeah, I'm not looking forward to uh, Thor Ragnarok. The only one that I was looking forward to was uh, uh, Doctor Strange two. And then 
you hear what Kevin Feige said about that. Someone asked Scott Derrickson, hey, is it going to be rated R? And Kevin Feige goes, it's going to be PG-13 and you're going to like it. I'm like, you don't say that. No. Why would you hurt my feelings like that? Yeah, like, what the hell? Let us dream about an R-rated MCU movie. Come on now. Oh god, I would love for them to do Ghost Rider, a Ghost Rider like six movie thing, but it has to be rated R because it's some scary shit. Oh yeah, like even in the movie, there's some scary shit. Yeah. Not like scary, scary, but like, oh, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, like when the Blackheart shows up and just snarls at everyone, you're like, oh shit, this should be in 3D. <laughs> Oh god. That was the best look for the pen and stare ever. Like if they ever did that ever again, I'd be so happy. Uh but yeah, so yeah, Taika Waititi good director when it's his own thing, when it's his own mind. Jojo Rabbit was even great even though that was kind of fucked up. <laughs> uh but when it's Thor, you're just like, "Uh, no, 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 no. You just ruined it." <laughs> and uh we need to talk about that about a different podcast because there's there's some things I need to get off my chest about that movie. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I got to see I got to rewatch it. I watched it when it first came out and uh it was good. I was just like, "Oh shit. Uh okay." <laughs> you know, like it was funny as hell. Like I love the part uh when dude brought in actual actual shepherds that were German instead of instead of dogs, <laughs> I'm like, damn, okay, a, a dumb Nazi. That makes sense. <laughs> it's like Hogan's Heroes. Like I got what they're doing, like trying to make it comedy, but think about what happened, like in history. That's that's not cool. Yeah, it's a uh, it's um, uh, it's basically taking the the wind out of it. That was one of the movies that uh. Disney was like, "Oh my God, you made a Nazi movie? Oh no!" Like they were, they were scared as hell by it. But it ended up being, uh, being an Academy nominated film. And they're like, "Oh, okay, uh, all right." Uh, we were a little scared there for a minute. I'm like, yeah, yeah, have some trust, asshole. <laughs> trust fall? Oh no. Yeah, that's one that we had to like go in depth with. Uh. Back, you know, now to some somber news. Uh, Dieter Laser passed away. Uh, Dieter Laser, he was the actor behind uh, Dr. Heiter in uh, uh, Human Centipede 1. He was also the, uh, was it Warden in Human Centipede 3? Uh, he, pl- he also played Mantrid from uh, Lex. I remember him from Lex because I had watched all four seasons when I was uh, out there in uh, normal Illinois. Uh, he passed away February 29th. Didn't it didn't come out until like this last week. Uh I think he died peacefully. It wasn't covid related, but god, that was that shocked the shit out of me. The thing is sick fuck mind dies peacefully in his bed. Yeah, he was oh. iconic. And you know what like when you think of like German actors like you think Udo Kier, like that's the main one everyone thinks of. But like Dieter Laser, he was on his own level. And then you have Bruno Ganz, who was in House of the Jack Built. That was his last movie. 
and uh, Downfall. Like, I forget all the other movies that Bruno Ganz did. But to see, like, we lost two great German actors. Like, I don't know any other German actors besides Udo Kier, which is sad because I need to start watching more German movies. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like this. I'm, I'm waiting like, okay, please, flashback, please bring Udo Kier into uh, your guest list, please. <laughs> so I don't, you know, cry when he dies. Come on now, bring him. <laughs> <laughs> Get over here, Alpha. Let's do this. <laughs> oh God. Uh, but the you know it was it's you know good to see that he actually lived a good life. He was a great method actor, Dieter Laser. Uh, that was that would have been one that I would have loved to have met and got like season two of Lex signed. Cause like when I saw Human Centipede, I'm like, holy shit, Manfred's scary. <laughs> Yeah, and that was the thing uh, with, uh, who was it, Tom Six. Like, the whole thing was actually based off uh, Joseph Mengele. Oh, shit, Yeah, because yeah, Mengele used to, like, stitch people together and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, as experiments. Like, okay, how long can you survive connected to another person that's not you? Like, you know, that's not, like, your same genetics and all that. You're like, oh, that's, that's fucked up. <laughs> hey, science is science, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. Hey, he tested on all. He, Mengele was an evil mass, mo, evil monster. Yeah, so was a lot of people, but a lot of people look to those people as heroes. Like, yeah, but yeah, but, but when you have, when you have a genocide connected to you, that's when you uh, <laughs> that's when you're like, oh shit, yeah. Like I think he did do some like health things, uh, like during like the Holocaust. Like he had got actual like he did stuff that actually progressed health, but. He did it in the most inhumane possible, inhumane way possible. Now so I could. You're saying he, he somewhat found a cure for like long-lasting life? No, no, probably not. Okay. Probably like stuff like, uh, how do I put it? I'm I've drawn a blank again. Uh, <laughs> it's one. It. M- yeah. Yeah. Ma- Mangala was a bad person. Okay. <laughs> But no, he actually did some things. I forget what he did, though. Like, it was inhumane how he got to it, but that was just... Like, he killed, like, a lot of people in Auschwitz. Like, through experimentation. Yeah. Watch some alt-writers sneak up on us on this. Like, oh, no, he didn't do that. <laughs> I saw nothing! Nothing! <laughs> we will ask the questions uh, but you know from somber to good to some good news Doug Bradley uh, this shocked me more than Dieter Laser I didn't realize uh, Doug Bradley uh, who played Pinhead from Hellraiser he uh, was basically known as Pinhead he had a uh, tumor I forget where but it was you know, he got it removed. He had surgery. He's recovering right now. It was, you know, they got rid of lymph nodes as well. It was one of those things. I think it was like, I forget what kind of tumor it was. I think it was like intestinal. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, he's, I think, what, late 60s, early 70s, around that around that age? Like, that's some, that's yeah. tricky. But, you know, we almost, you know, if 
it did if it turned out wrong, we would have lost a legend in horror also. And been like oh this. God. It would have been yeah, like wait. I'm sorry, sorry, go on. No, oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say if we lose Candyman, I'm I'm gonna ball my eyes out, bro. Tony Todd, oh my god, I'll be so pissed. <laughs> like I would be so I know. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, like if we lost Pinhead, you know, Doug Bradley, uh, that would have been like one of the things about 2020. I've been like this fuck this year. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone starts dressed up as Cenobites. <laughs> Take us to Leviathan. <laughs> Notice me, Senpai. Notice me. <laughs> oh god damn it <laughs> I'm telling you man VR's got me fucked up <laughs> Oh god um, So yeah Doug Bradley almost pat Almost Well he Doug Bradley got sur- got surgery He's doing good He did an AMA recently I didn't even get to get on it Cause it was on Instagram And it was so freaking quick But he was just chilling He's in self-isolation as well Him and his wife So he's doing Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hopefully he makes the con circuit again. Hopefully, I would love to see him in another Hellraiser. You don't even have to be Pinhead this this time around. Like, pass the torch to uh, uh, who the hell is it? Pass the torch to the uh, guy that played Pinhead in Judgment. Uh, and I and I follow him too. What the hell am I doing? Well, I'm gonna say who it is. Pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. I forgot the name already. God damn it! All right, but yeah, the guy from Pin from uh, Hellraiser, <laughs> Hellraiser uh, Judgment, pass it on to him. Give us that pinhead, but that uh, that's one thing I would love to talk about the remake. But that's gonna be at the set the next break, the final break. Uh, but uh, this also brings me to Pinhead though. Who did one-liners better, Freddy Krueger or Pinhead? And this was uh. This was uh, brought to brought to me, you know, brought to my mind by uh, Springwood Slasher on YouTube. He put out the question to everyone, and I would love to know because I have my idea about about who brought the best one-liners. Well, here's the thing: Freddy did the punny one-liners, where Hellraiser did like, "Oh, this is what's gonna happen to you," but like in a cool way, you know. Yeah, it was it was always with Pinhead. It was irreverent liners that you're like, "Oh shit, um, okay." <laughs> Enough games. Damn. Oh Jesus Christ! No tears. It's a waste of good suffering. Oh Jesus! Like you were just like, you were just in sh- in awe at Pinhead. You know what he could do and what he could say. Freddy was definitely just like. The one that comes to mind was when he was reborn through the dreams and all that. It's a boy! And it's like, okay, that was... that That's funny. That's some jump-the-shark shit, though. <laughs> See, like, it, it, it was like... Some, like, those movies were somewhat like a horror comedy in a way. Yeah, it became... It, be, it became a horror comedy, I think, what, after four, I think. Like, he had some no, good lines. Second one, second one did it all. That's when it went to... No, was that the one with the gay people? Uh, I don't know. Or was that the third one? Well, Dream Warriors, I think, was three. Okay, so it had to be the second one, because that one was, like, all, like, oh, look at this, all muscular body in it. Oh, yeah, the, yeah that one, that was, yeah. Gay 
Yeah, like it was. That's when it went off the rocket right there. After one, it was just like, nope, we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it really was one of those things. Uh, uh, Freddy Krueger's is definitely more punny. Like you look at when it comes to one-liners, Freddy Krueger. If you want to laugh, but if you want to, you know, if you want to feel like, oh man, I feel cultured. You know, you want to feel cultured. You go to Hellraiser. You go to Pinhead for his lines. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, like, the the line from Hellraiser Bloodlines always gets me, though, when he sees the massive architecture and all that, and, t- and he talks to Angelique, and he goes, this is a holocaust waiting to wake itself. I'm like, damn, okay, that's that's something for the mind. <laughs> like, you want to bring hell to earth, dang. See, I could never be in those Hellraiser movies, because I'd be like, mm, did you get the punch? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, if I was in a Hellraiser movie and he said something like that, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> just in the background, just whisper like, damn, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to be a centibite, like, nodding my head, like. <laughs> exactly. Like, even in Hellraiser Judgment, uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, the character's, uh, the actor's name. It's uh, Paul something. <laughs> Uh, and I follow him. I've talked to him on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, he even had some great lines as Hellraiser, as a uh, pinhead, like uh, when he's uh, when he's basically torturing the angel. He basically gives her a crown of spikes, you know, from the uh, crown of pins, and she's like crucified and whatnot with the chains. And he goes, "Are you the way?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, damn! That's just mocking." <laughs> <laughs> oh god it was oh and the thing before he kills he goes so endeth the lesson I'm like oh damn let me just look it up I got it right here what am I doing <laughs> come out come out I have my whole collection in front of me too <laughs> uh, let's see show me show me Paul Taylor damn it Paul Taylor who plays uh, Pinhead uh I definitely recommend Hellraiser Judgment. That was a very good one. It's brutal. I'm losing my voice now. Son of a bitch. Yeah, talking about Paul Taylor made you lose your voice, huh? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you set me up for that one. Yeah, I kind of did. Damn it. <laughs> uh, that was, but it was, uh, Paul Taylor was definitely one of those guys who he fit right into the Hellraiser shoes. When he found out he was going to be Pinhead, he was just like, he actually brought, like, the actual box. Like, he had bought, like, one of the boxes. And he goes, we're doing this, right? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the director, uh, who I also follow, who I've also talked to, he goes, oh, yeah, we're doing Hellraiser Judgment. He goes, yes! (laughs) Like, he's a big Hellraiser fan. It's like kid in a candy shop. Yeah. Uh, and you want that. You don't want just, like, someone random, like in Hellraiser Revelation, to, uh, play Pinhead. Like, that was, that was, that's the weakest one, even though it is a Hellraiser movie. You gotta find people who love the character, you know? Like, yeah. people who love the Joker, like me. I, every Halloween, I dress up like the Joker, like. Yeah. I would, to me, personally, I might be a good Joker, but I don't know. Shoot, I you. the crazy. You rock it almost every year. Now you have a coat to fit it. <laughs> right? 
Yeah, you're always like the heist joker though with the suit. Like, no, I sh- I-, I shoot the bus driver. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it comes down to like, when it comes to uh, one-liners, definitely if you want puns and like you want to laugh, Freddy Krueger. Even though Freddy Krueger did have some good ones like that weren't even funny, like uh, like uh, was it in the first one? This is God, and he has the freaking claws hanging out and all that. The one, the one, one-liner that gets me though with uh, Pinhead. It's a, again in blo- uh, Hellraiser Bloodlines, uh, when uh, Merchant he's trying to get his son from him. He goes, please, for God's sake. He goes, do I look like someone who cares what God thinks? And you're just like, oh, shit. Um, you can't exercise this guy, but... Um... <laughs> now, here's a question. Who would win in a fight, Freddy or Hellraiser? Oh, my God. Well, it depends on if you pull out pin, pull out Hel- uh, Freddy Krueger from the dream world and you open the box just in time for Pinhead to see him. Oh God, it would. That would be brutal too. It wouldn't just. It wouldn't be like Hellraiser two, where he tried to fight uh, Shenard, and the friggin' chains were just like cut off of Shenard, and he just killed the whole group. <laughs> that was like that was the saddest part of that movie. I'm like, you 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 killed you killed the Hell Priest. You killed the badass character, <laughs> and you look goofy with this damn worm connected to you. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was, it's definitely, uh, yeah, so punny, you go with Freddy Krueger, irreverent, Shakespearean almost, you go with Pinhead. Uh, yeah, we were jumping around with this, and, uh, where the hell is this girl? If she freaking ducked, I'm a killer. I kill you! Let's see, hopefully I don't have a hot mic by the, by, uh, the third break. We only got like three more things to talk about, cause boy, do I want to tear tear Kotaku a new asshole. <laughs> Go ahead, man, I <laughs> <laughs> oh god, like they they got they got so much shit going on, but that's for our next break. We are at twenty seven minutes. Hopefully, we get our guest to join. She's probably having problems with the baby. She's probably like this. Go to fuck to sleep. I gotta do something. <laughs> and the baby's just like. No. <laughs> so, we... <laughs> no, where's my stogie? <laughs> All right, this is the S-Tier Podcast. We will be right back. Hey there, this is our second break. Now, you don't have to just listen to us on Anchor. We're also available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and Breaker. Now... Back to our show, Stay S-Tier. And we're back. This is the S-Tier Podcast. This is our last break. And, uh, it's looking uh, like we ain't getting another guess. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> I, I knew it was gonna happen. We're not cool enough. Yeah, yeah, ain't that some shit? Everyone flakes on us. Do a Halloween party, everyone's like, oh, I got things to do. I gotta go on strike somewhere. Uh, <laughs> uh so... Back to uh, Hellraiser stuff. Uh, we got our Hellraiser director for the remake, and it is uh, it's the director of the Ritual. That was the one with the giant deer monster that they had in there. Uh, I gotta find that director's oh, name. Shit. 
I'm trying to find the director's name. I retweeted it too. Where the hell is it? Wait, isn't that Deer Monster a Skinwalker? I don't know. Like, I haven't even seen the movie like that, but I when I first saw the clip of it, I'm like, holy crap, that is horrifying. So, okay, let's see. That was. Let me just go to Blade Discussing. Blade Discussing reported this. I actually do like their stuff. Sometimes I disagree with a lot of, like, what... Uh, John Squires, the editor-in-chief. I disagree with some of the stuff. Like, he said some stuff about uh, Three from Hell. I'm like, that movie was good. He didn't like the tonal shift, but you liked Return of the Living Dead? <laughs> so, let's see. He had he wrote on it. Let's see. Pardon me for the dead air. It's a bitch to find. Where is it at? They just reported it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I got it. David Bruckner, who directed uh The Ritual, he's gonna be play he's gonna be directing Hellraiser, and he already said, I ain't pulling back. We're going gore go around right here. He he made sure to say, like, yeah, we're gonna do crazy shit in this one. I can't wait for it. I hope that they pick a good actor to play Pinhead, even though I'm a Paul Taylor fan. I will champion him as the next Hellraiser. You know, the next Hell Priest. What? (laughs) Paul Taylor. (laughs) Yeah, no, he was actually... uh, Again, I've said this in the last break. Paul Taylor, he did a great job uh, compared to the uh, other guy uh, that did Revelations. Like, he's... He's up there with uh, Doug Bradley for creating the Pinhead character. Uh, but yeah, we got we got our uh, director, and that's Dave Bruckner. He did the ritual. Has a giant deer monster and all that. I saw one scene of it. I gotta watch it. I think it's on Prime. I'm not sure. But uh, the thing, it like grabs someone by its mouth or whatever. But the mouth has like hands. Guy shoots at it. It drops the person and looks over to him. And you're just like, what is that thing? <laughs> Something out of Picasso painting with acid. <laughs> acid, uh, mescaline, all that stuff. It was it was horrifying. Just just looking at that creature, it was very horrifying. Uh so we're going. So now we're going to where I'm about to roast Kotaku, which is you know I hinted at, not even hinted. I basically said I can't wait to do it. Uh Kotaku they mo- made an article about Final Fantasy VII the remake about their easy mode. Oh, here we go. And they're like, it's too easy. It's easy mode, you yeah, it's called it's called easy mode for a reason. <laughs> it's for the story. You want to know the story? Jesus. Uh Kotaku does not have a good track record though when it comes to games that require skill. Uh so them complaining about an easy mode is really just so so goofy. <laughs> uh, That's like yeah, yeah. Where, where's Mickey Mouse? Mickey Mouse should be in every Avengers movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the easy mode. It's you know, it's more for uh, the story. Like you want to play it for the for the skill and the story. That's what normal mode is about. Uh, but they were like, it's too easy. You've made it into just button mashing bullshit. I'm like, how professional are you to say it's button mashing bullshit? Like you can't even just say like it just becomes a beat 'em up with RPG elements. You can't say it like that. 
You gotta call it a be- you know button mashing bullshit. The funny thing is, the people who like diss this shit, they don't even know how to make a video game. That 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 brings me to the point. Uh, you know when I say they have, you know when I said that they don't have a good track record, these are the same guys that uh didn't know how to play the tutorial level of Cuphead. <laughs> they played Doom twenty sixteen. Yeah, but they didn't know how to do certain things. They couldn't even they couldn't jump and dash. And I'm like, think about Mega Man and do that. <laughs> uh, they couldn't play through Doom 2016. Guys like trying to do Call of Duty stuff with it. It's a run and gunner. You're supposed to run and shoot things. It's not you know. You're not really meant to aim down your sights when it comes to uh, Doom. You know, so they don't really have a good track record. I actually retweeted. I'm like, oh, I thought you all would be happy with this. You'd be able to play now instead of bait about racism and ableism like you did, you and several other rags did with Cuphead. Because that was the thing. Like, people who don't have skills can't play this game. That means you're being ableist, which is now just one of those hot topic terms to basically say like, oh, yeah, you guys don't make games for handicapped people. Meanwhile, Ricky Berwick, who was a handicapped person, probably beat the living shit out of couple, Cuphead. <laughs> I know a lot of people who are, like, handicapped and some are mentally handicapped, and they can beat that game. Yeah! <laughs> like, that, like, that's what it comes to, like, wow, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ricky Berwick, who can barely use his hands, he can play the game. <laughs> yeah. He don't need that uh, big-ass controller that they were uh, pro- promoting. Back in like 2017, 2018. Uh, yeah, like, that's one thing I don't like about Kotaku and Verge. Like, the Verge, like, they, they're they known for, like, not being able to build a uh, computer. And, like, you're talking about technology, yet you can't build a gaming computer. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> and if if the person that was making the computer heard what I just said, they'd probably be like, Cease and desist! It's not my fault! And it's like, yeah... Yeah, so when it comes to Kotaku, it just really bugs the crap out of me when they have to say something like this. It's like, yeah, now you realize why a lot of these games require skill. And you shouldn't be, like, calling it... Like, they call Cuphead racist because of the animation, and it's like, the animation that your that your parents... Yeah, you know, that everyone's parents grew up with? You're calling yeah, it racist? Like from the 1950s and 30s and 40s? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice and whimsical and all that. That's what Disney used to be. You're going to call Disney's old animation racist? Exactly. You're going to call Steamboat Willie racist? Well, he is black with white face, but shut up. <laughs> it's... Oh, God. You're complaining about a cartoon character that's an animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what was so funny? Uh, Back when, uh, what is it? What was the game? It was a. It was one of these games. They got so mad about it. Oh, Rage Two. They got so mad because you're fighting mutants and they all have cleft palates and all that. You know, basically their teeth showing like crazy. The shit raised up to their nose, and they're like, "I can't believe this. They're making us kill people that have deformities." Like, yeah, they're mutants. <laughs> What's next? You gonna come? I'm sorry for any people who have virgin ears. Those people should just go suck a dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And I was just like, you, you gonna complain about Borderlands 3 when you're shooting psychos? Oh my god, you're euthanizing the mentally ill. 
What? No. <laughs> they just went on a game where you could just, like, be a person picking up flowers, skipping through daisies, and looking at rainbows. Yeah. No, that's not exactly like it's like you you complain about violent video games yet you're talking about games like playing Fortnite, all the kids that play that that's a violent game yeah playing candy crush does not make, does not make you a gamer <laughs> playing everything from sega to friggin xbox makes you a gamer i'll even put in the pc master race there uh there you go lemmings lemmings was my shit <laughs> uh man Looking at my collection now, I need to step up my gay game after watching so many uh, videos of people's game rooms. Like, oh yeah, I got this whole, I got this kiosk of GameCube from some guy on the internet. Like, what? You yeah, got that? Yeah. Not all of them. A lot of them are like this. Oh yeah, we got this because of... <laughs> no, you know, most of it's like 40-year-olds that really have like they saved up their money and they just decided, hey, I'm going to build a basement full of games. <laughs> like, I, I can't wait to be at, on that level. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be great. Uh, let's see. Yeah, our guest, she is busy right now dealing with the baby. The baby's just like, no, no, I don't want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I don't want to go to sleep, man. <laughs> I, I love that little girl so much, though. Uh, my nie my grandniece, Nicole, and she is the sweetest thing. When I had my beer, she was, like, legit grabbing onto my beard and, like, pulling. I'm like, ah, okay, okay, okay. Like, watch Hellboy with me. Watch Hellboy. <laughs> you want to see if your beard was real or not? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the deleted scene from uh, Little Rascals. Guy pulls the actual Amish people's beards. Ah! Why did you do that? We'll take our money somewhere else. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so Kotaku, they don't, yeah, I don't understand why people still read Kotaku. Like they're, like, I think they, they used to be under the Gawker brand, and then someone else bought them, and they're still spouting the same crap. <laughs> sort of like what Disney did with MCDCF and all that shit. Oh, the MCU and Star Wars, yeah. More so, though, like, they let them, like, just talk garbage about games. It's like, if you don't like these games, why are you writing about them? <laughs> right, you're just giving them more clout. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's one thing, like, that's why uh, that mo movement Gamergate started. Because, you know, it's one of the reasons why. There's other reasons. We can, that's a whole other thing. I'd rather just look at a YouTube video about, about it. Excuse me. The Kavita is just, you know, hitting me. Uh, but, yeah, the Gamergate thing, that's a whole other thing. That's Just go to YouTube, watch uh, Mad Jarbo's thing on it. <laughs> watch, I just say that. He just looks at it. Hey, thanks for the uh, thing. <laughs> I am the Boulder Boy. He don't even, he don't even have that. He's, he, he's the Boulder Boy now. He will always be the, he will, he will always be the Boulder Boy. <laughs> I went to go pick up boulders while blocking people. But I didn't block them. I was going to pick up boulders. See me just digging up old shit from that 2017. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a diglet. <laughs> it's 
a duck trio. It's three diglets and they're pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But I will say there was actually an article that uh, Kotago did that I was I agreed with, but I forget what it was. That's how that's how forgettable their shit is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so like I'm, like Kotaku like is so goofy when it comes to goofy wrote the shit himself like this is problematic let me tell you why this is problematic and you're gonna yuck and like it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we are at the near end of the uh, friggin podcast this really has been a shit show we are still trying to get more people uh, I already put the word out like we're looking for you know two more you know we're looking for a third and fourth mic to talk the shit uh, this is how it's gonna go every time like we're gonna be at least an hour 25 podcast uh, so yeah we this is uh, another one of the self-isolation shit shows uh, we're gonna recommend some things to your movies games all that stuff at the end and uh, and some of the stuff we already talked uh, uh talked about i do recommend i recommend hellraiser judgment uh i highly recommend the house that jack built oh my god if you like us if you like watching serial killer documentaries and all that this was one of those serial killer movies that you're just gonna be like oh my god this guy is crazy uh forget the actor's name it's i think it's matt Dillon. he plays jack the serial killer and he is horrifyingly crazy it's you know the with his viciousness and the way he sees his victims as pieces of art it's up there with the poughkeepsie tapes which i also recommend if you want to just stay up at night and be like i'm good i'll sleep with the lights on uh uh games i've been playing i I recommend uh fable the anniversary edition is is available i said that last time uh it's on xbox uh one if you have the xbox live uh gold package it's free I definitely recommend it. You know, live a piece of history with Fable, which started on the Xbox original. Very good game. Actually, it's a little more violent than the second and third one. And I've also been playing Call of Cthulhu, which was available for free through gold on uh, uh, March, I believe. I've gotten into it. It's very good. It's nice mystery with the Lovecraftian horror. If you love Lovecraft like I do, I'm definitely a Lovecraft fan. I got the whole works. Uh... Eric, recommendations? Um, movie-wise, um, if you want, again, gore and horror, Grindhouse movies. 100% your thing. Um, comedy-wise in movies, probably some of the Ernest movies, because you can't go wrong with those. I mean, like, come on. It's fucking Ernest. And, um, video game-wise, um, Lately, I've been playing some classics, like Super Nintendo classics, like um, Terminator 2. Oh, man, that's good. Uh, it's a pain in the butt, but it's a good game. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I guess I would have to say any of the Batman games that been on 360 or Xbox One or PS4 or whatever, those are good. You can't go wrong with those if you like hero games and all that shit, but... Um, yeah, um, the only thing I gotta say left is, um, I hope you guys are liking this podcast with us. 
you want to say something? Well, I was going to agree with you on that. Like, yeah, because this is, you know, the self-isolation shit show part of the S-tier podcast is going to, you know, hopefully when the self-isolation thing is up, hopefully we'll have, like, five episodes of this. Like, you know, we're running through the laps and all that, going through everything. Uh, you can see I have a lot of uh, verbal hooks and whatnot. I was saying them a lot lately. <laughs> uh, but as soon as we get everything going, we actually have people in a studio. We start talking. It's going to be even more hilarious. You'll be able to hear all of us soon. Uh, Eric is still, you know, as I say, raw dog, and he's using his mic on his phone. He's going to have a microphone soon, one of, one of these times. Uh, yes. You know, I'm working with a toner microphone. And uh, sometimes this gets hot, so if it, if during this it sounds like I'm like up against the mic, I'm not. It's just it gets hot sometimes. But uh, yeah, we we've been. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we uh, this is, you know, episode two, and uh, hopefully we'll have guests. Hopefully I get both my niece and nephew in here. That'd be funny as hell. Just like how I picked them both, how I picked up him, picked him up, and they were just roasting each other in the car. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, oh God! I will freaking cry so hard at how much is there. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll have a visual element hopefully soon. Uh, we will be talking to you again next. You know, you know. Right now we're recording Sunday, but it'll be for Monday. So we'll see you. Well, you'll get to hear us Monday, and uh, stay as tier. Well, this has been the S-Tier Podcast. I am your host, Sebastian Martinez. You can follow the S-Tier Podcast on Facebook. Just search S-Tier Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at smartinez82990, smartinez2990 on Instagram, and at stiermartinez90 on TikTok. Also, search Ghost Marshals Agents of Tenebris on Amazon. Stay S-Tier.